Spring-like feel of the air, Thursday, partly cloudy skies, the afternoon high temperatures about mid-60s. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. You're invited to attend the Freedom Ball, a Donaldsonville Elks fundraiser featuring DeMello Band. Bring your own food, beverage, no cash bar, optional catering service available at the Freedom Ball, benefiting veteran service programs. Saturday, January 20th, 6 p.m. at Price LeBlanc Pay Center, Gonzalez. Must be 18 and over, formal attire required. Purchase tickets, call 225-445-1383. Sponsored by Louisiana Sweet Spot at Visit lasweetspot.com. Talking New Orleans Saints football. And now let's go to Premier Nissan at 6636 Veterans Boulevard, where Metairie meets Kenner. With your host, WGSO radio personality, Mitch Gibbs. Uh, welcome to another edition of In the Reds. And it's our 12th season talking uh, Saints football. And we're kind of wrapping up the season and we're going to transition uh, in February to talk some basketball. But uh, let's get to my first guest. Been on with me many times before with Outkick.com. He is Glenn Gilbo. So, Glenn, thanks for joining me this evening. Hey, Mitch, how are you? Doing great, man. So, you know, I'm thinking about, I didn't watch a lot of the game last night, the Tampa Bay game, but I was thinking about what could have been, because that easily could have been the Saints as the divisional winners, a four-seed hosting a free-for-falling Philadelphia Eagles. And I would think the Saints would have won that game. I don't think I think almost anybody could have beaten Philadelphia last night, the way they were playing with all their issues. So uh, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Is that kind of something, you know, you know, thinking like it could have been the Saints at Detroit next week in the divisional round? Well, I, I just I have trouble thinking of the Saints as a as a playoff team this year. I mean, I know where you're going. Tampa Bay wasn't much better uh, than the Saints, and they certainly uh, got more out of Baker Mayfield than the Saints did out of Derek Carr, and for a lot cheaper, yeah, <laughs> millions and millions cheaper with uh, Baker. But um, no, I, I I I can't. I just can't think of the Saints as a as a playoff team. I mean, that that's just more of a, the fact that a a team that struggled as much as the Saints did this year, and I know they finished nine and eight, but um, you know that that's that's more NFL parity than than wow, look, a, a playoff team. We almost made it. You know, there's been other teams that were good that didn't make the playoffs, but um, you know, I don't think the Saints deserve to be in the playoffs. What are your thoughts on, um, you know, Pete Carmichael was let go today. He's been, uh, I believe he was the longest tenured offensive coordinator till today, 18 years, the last coach uh, in the Sean Payton era. So, uh, you know, uh, you think about that, and also you think about the fact that there's a lot of changes that need to be made. Is that enough? I know, I th- I know there was also, a, I think, a wide receiver running back coach let go as well. But beyond that, they've, they've got a lot of personnel decisions they have to make during the offseason. And so I want to get your thoughts on Carmichael being um, relieved of his job, and then what do you expect to see from a player standpoint during the offseason? Well, I... I think the most important thing is is uh, the offensive coordinator that 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 uh, 
Dennis Allen hires. I mean, that's that's the big thing. I mean, that's what he should have done when he got the job. They need, uh, you know, they they need a a great offensive coordinator, like a a, a rising uh, coordinator. You know, who's, who's on the track to be a head coach somewhere. That's what they need because. Um, uh, you know, the Saints offense was one of its most unimaginative and just kind of lifeless offenses for the most part all season that they've had. So they, they really got to do something different. And, and, you know, Derek Carr deserves something different. I mean, he was really hurt uh, a lot of this season. He's still got some ability. They have talent on offense, and, and they didn't show it uh, this year with, with Carmichael. Uh, you know he was he was good under Peyton, but that was mainly Peyton. So they got they really got to make a bold hire here. Hey Glenn, another thing is um, I'm not sold. I mean you, we're hearing a lot of PR about how the Saints, you know, if they could have just played like they did at the end of the season, you know, either in the middle of the season they would have won the division. And I know they did play a couple of good games, you know, the last couple of weeks with Tampa Bay and Atlanta, but I, I don't want us to be caught up in that and not make good decisions in the offseason and think uh, the Saints think, well, we really don't have to do that much because we figured it out at the end of the year. I don't think those games meant a lot. Uh, You know, Atlanta, you know, just disaster at quarterback, for example. Tampa Bay knew they only had to really beat Carolina to win the division. They didn't necessarily need to beat the Saints the week before. So there were other circumstances surrounding those last two games. So uh, I'm concerned about that, that they feel like, oh, we figured it out now. We don't have to make a lot of big decisions. Uh, And I don't agree with that. I think they have to make a lot of personnel changes. Yeah, that's that would be a ridiculous mindset if they have that. Because, you know, last year that was what they kind of thought, too, because they finished strong last year with a couple of wins at the end of the season. And it reminds me of the Hazlitt era, you know, like when they would go 8-8 eight and eight just about every year, and they'd think, oh, we're just, a, you know, a couple of plays away or a player away when really they weren't close at all. Um, so they, they have to make uh, – they, they have to proceed as if they just had a four-win season, you know. And that's what's sad about the Saints. Historically, they only, you know, since the Bensons took over, they only make decisions after, they only make drastic decisions after they've had a horrible season. You know, like Ditka didn't get fired until he had a real bad season. Hazlitt didn't get fired until he had a real bad season. Mora would have gotten fired, but he, but he quit because he saw the bad season was coming. All of those coaches should have been fired probably a year or two before. But, but that's what you just talked about was kind of the Saints' mindset. They, they, they have a mindset of let's get by. That's what they had before Peyton, and that's what they have after Peyton. And, and they need to switch that uh, drastically. Yeah, I mean, you think about the the Buffalo Bills, for example, now in the uh, divisional round, and they were struggling on offense, and they got rid of their offensive coordinator and brought in, you know, and used another guy, elevated uh, Brady, Um and so, uh, and they did that. And this is a team that's had success in the last couple of years. They've been close to the Super Bowl, and they did it mid-season. And the Saints could have easily done something like that. 
Uh, I don't know if there was anybody in the staff like Buffalo had, but uh, like you said, they are they have become they, to me they're so loyal at times that they they don't make the best business like decisions, which which affect play on the field. So that's would be my concern going into the off season. Well, yeah, look at the Baltimore Ravens when they won the Super Bowl right there in New Orleans. Jim Jim uh, John Harbaugh fired Cam Cameron, his offensive coordinator. Uh, a little past midseason, it was kind of late in the season, and and that ended up working. Obviously, I mean they they turned it around and they and they won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, there's there's uh, there's nothing wrong. The, the NFL season is really long. You you can make changes during the season, but the Saints, you know, they're they're kind of falling into this very conservative role and just kind of hoping to get by. Yeah, no question. Hey, uh, Glenn, uh, we'll see how things go. We'll have a you know a lot of time. We'll be on uh, throughout. Like you got the Senior Bowl coming up, then you got the combines, the draft, all that stuff, and we'll see because the season never ends. Obviously, uh, uh, and the last question before I let you go: Who, if you had to pick today, who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, wow! I would say. Uh... You know, I kind of I like Detroit. I tell you, I like I like Detroit. And um, on the AFC side, uh, you know, I, I, I like the Bills. I don't, but it's I mean, it's it's wide open, man. Uh, no, I agree. Know, those, yeah, those uh, you know those teams that kind of fall back on the, you know, uh, I mean, Green Bay looks good too. You know, and and they have probably the best quarterback in the field. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's wide open. It's going to be a great uh, couple more weekends of playoffs. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Hey, uh, it's always a pleasure, Glenn. Thanks for joining me this evening. Okay, thank you. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap up uh, the first segment, and then we're going to come back uh, with Gary Smith, get his thoughts. But I'll mention as we go to break, the Texans are nine-point underdog. The Packers are nine-and-a-half-point underdog. The Bucks are six-and-a-half. The Chiefs are two-and-a-half. I say bet all underdogs. I'm going to ask my other two guests, uh, Gary and Hank Allen, as well. I like all four underdogs. I, I like the Chiefs to win outright. I still think Houston can beat Baltimore. I know they're nine-point underdog. They can win that game. I agree with Glenn. I think these games are all wide open, and I would not be surprised. Look, Dallas lost to Green Bay. Green Bay was a big dog in that game as well. So we'll see how it goes here. We're live here in the Reds in our 12th season, wrapping up the Saints season and talking a little bit of NFL playoffs. And we'll be back with Gary Smith from The Advocate to get his thoughts on the end of the Saints season and as, as well as in uh, the uh, after the season, right after these messages. DA Exterminating Company. Here's our jingle. Hope it bugs you. DA Exterminating. The real DA is on the way. Take your homes, got fleas, or homes, got bugs. Crawling in your walls or on your rocks. Say no to bugs, tell your DA, pick up the phone, we're on the way. We offer complete pest and termite control featuring the Centricon system. DA Exterminating Company, 800-650-PEST. Mitch Gibbs here, host of In the Red Zone in our 12th season for LA Medical Management Corporation located at 2930 Canal Boulevard, New Orleans, Louisiana. And they are open Monday through Thursdays, 8.30 to 5.30 p.m. and Fridays, 8 to 5 p.m. At LMMC, they handle primary care, physical therapy, and diagnostic testing. With medical doctors on staff, they are the personal injury specialists and the leaders in accident-related health care. Call them today at 504-821-2574. The following is a paid endorsement. 
Choosing your attorney can be a life-changing decision. Chip Forstall has over 28 years of experience, giving you the personal attention that you need. If you or a loved one has been injured, you need a lawyer to protect you, your family, and work to get compensation for your injuries. Contact the law office of Chip Forstall today, located at 320 North Carrollton Avenue, New Orleans, or call us at 483-3400. That's 483-3400. Or log on to www.chipforstall.com today. You need caring, aggressive, and effective representation. You need personal attention. You need Chip Forstall. I'm Dan Mills, CEO of the Home Builders Association of Greater New Orleans. As the voice of the residential housing industry in Southeast Louisiana for over 80 years, we're your home team when it comes to providing trusted advice and professional service. As with any organization, teamwork is the key. Our members benefit from education, advocacy, and networking, all designed to help you achieve your American dream of owning a home. For more information, to find a builder, or to become a member, visit us at hbagno.org. At Fidelity Bank, some of our clients say here for good in Spanish. Estamos aquí para quedarnos. Some say it in French. Ici pour de bon. Vietnamese. Aray, my, my. And even Italian. Qui per sempre. Because here for good means we're local and committed to our uniquely diverse South Louisiana community. Come see what a difference a local bank can make. Since 1908, here for good. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, we're back here live at um, Target States Football, 12th season, wrapping up the uh, season, and we're going to talk some basketball uh, as we start into February. But we still got eight teams left in the NFL playoffs, the divisional round. We got Gary Smith with us from The Advocate. So, Gary, thanks for uh, joining me this evening. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, it's always good to have you on. Hey, uh, so the announcement, the news, which was not really unexpected, Pete Carmichael, 18 years uh, as an office, I believe they said he had the he was the longest tenured until he got relieved of his office today. Yeah. But I want to ask you a question. I asked Glenn Gilbo, um, which I think is a very fair question. Uh, and what we and we've seen some of this during uh, other teams that are still actually alive in the playoffs, making personnel decisions, coaching decisions during the season, which the Saints did not do, uh, which is not surprising. Uh, but you think about. Um, like the Buffalo Bills, for example, now they're in the divisional round. It's going to be a tough game against the Chiefs, but it's, you know, very winnable, of course. They made a decision in the middle of the season to uh, move on and have somebody else call the plays. The Saints have finally made this decision after the season, and it could have been done a couple of years ago, maybe. Maybe when Dennis Allen first came in, maybe they should have brought somebody else in. So I want to get your thoughts on that. And if you expect um, any other changes... Uh, I assume you would just expect maybe some some player changes during the offseason. Yeah, I mean, look, the move had to be made. I am actually, a, a, I guess, a Pete Carmichael apologist to, to some extent. I actually think he's pretty good at his job. It was time for him to go. I don't think a change during the year would have hurt, would have helped them really. I mean, hey, the Saints played their best games at the end of the year on offense, and I think the issues were 
he was everybody had a hand in in the problems, and there were some games in the middle of the year. The the Houston game is one I'll never forget, where the last four plays were four of the dumbest plays I've ever seen. I don't know where the blame. How do you how to fix the blame on that? But it was it was embarrassingly awful. Um, four straight just inept plays that looked exactly basically the same with, with, with no chance of, of being complete. Some of the other criticisms I thought of, and that goes with the territory when a team's not doing well, the offensive coordinator always takes the fall. But again, he's been there forever. The offense hadn't played particularly well under Dennis Allen's. Uh, I tend to think teams that mainly reflect their head coach, so that's a concern, <laughs> yeah. no matter what offensive coordinator they bring in. Um, but it, it, was, it, it was a move we knew was going was gonna to happen and, and should happen at this point. But I don't really think, I don't think they would have done any better if they'd have, if they'd have made the move during the season, because I think that they're, there were more pressing issues with this team this year. Well, the, the, you bring up another thing that I mentioned for the first yeah. guess. I don't want the Saints to think, because of the last two games, that suddenly they figure it out. We only mean to make cosmetic changes because work that way. right because realistically, <laughs> Tampa Bay knew that they needed to. All they do is beat Carolina, even if they lost the Saints, mm-hmm. which was a very likely prospect. And Atlanta, and and you told me in the beginning, and I said mm-hmm. I thought Atlanta would need to be. I didn't realize how bad their quarterback <laughs> play was going to be. Desmond yeah. Ritter. Yeah. So Atlanta yeah. was not a big deal winning either. No. So I I'm concerned. Maybe you're not that the Saints are thinking. Wait, we 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 pretty much figured this out. We just if we would have just played like this the last two games, we would have won the division. So, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think these moves say they don't. I mean, that's a legitimate concern, but I don't think that's actually accurate. I think look, this is a close knit franchise. When they when they start firing coaches, that means. <laughs> yeah, other teams fire coaches for nothing. Um, and when when the Saints do it, though, it means they do realize that they're not where they where they need to be. And again, the, the the deal with this year is I don't really think the Saints were that good a football team, but they were a good football team against the the, sched, the pathetic schedule that they played, and there was no excuse for them to only win nine games against that schedule. And they ain't going to be playing that schedule next year. So that to me is the biggest concern. I don't know what doesn't matter what offensive coordinator he brings in. They're going to have to be a whole heck of a lot better than they were this year to go nine and eight again, and that's 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 the that's the massive concern. Yeah, and uh, I would add this too: uh, they're going to have to get uh, better running the ball, which is going to be important. Mm-hmm. You think about Kendrick Miller had one good game. All right, he played yeah. well at the end of the season in the Atlanta game. If he is a guy, that's great. Jamal Williams did not play very well. He was hurt at times. Uh, Alvin Kamara, there's talk about trading him to see what kind of value he would have. But if the Saints don't do any better running the ball than they did, mm-hmm. like you said, they didn't have a they didn't have a back that ran for 80 yards in a game yeah. last year, and they only averaged like 90 oh. or so yards a game anyway. Only team in the only team in the NFL that didn't have a back do that. that that's yeah. that's incredible. And so what I'm saying is, if <laughs> if they bring in, uh, you know, and then I think about the Houston offensive coordinator. I know he's got C.J. Stroud, who has obviously mm-hmm. been, you know, I thought he was the right guy if you're going to pick you one did. of the top guys. I did say that Bryce Young, I was like, you got to be kidding me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but Houston's got a guy like that who's a good mm-hmm. young offensive mind guy doing the offensive coordinator. And the, the Saints need to pick the right guy, but they got to get do. better running the ball. Yeah, that's they important. do. And, I, and by the way, I will, uh, what I heard on another radio show that I don't agree with, although though I understand the sentiment, they were saying, why would a good offensive coordinator want to come to the Saints when the coach is coaching for his job? Hey, these jobs are precious <laughs> in yeah. the NFL. That, that's, just, that's been proven over the years. That's not a concern. It may be a concern for normal people, but guys bet on themselves. So I don't think that, I think the Saints 
they'll be able to attract a really good candidate if they know what they're doing. That's the big question mark. Well, well, do they know what they're doing? Well, yeah, <laughs> right. right. But guy. also, an <laughs> offensive coordinator eventually yeah. can, can, can become a head coach. Yeah. So you think about that yeah. as well. And that pays well, obviously. And all, mm-hmm. and, uh, you can become a rock star. But what about players? You know, we're talking about Kamara. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, I think, Mike Thomas and Jameis Winston. Yeah. Guys like that really need to go, you would think. Yeah. So give me a, a few guys you think are going to be – they're going to absolutely you think are going to be gone. A few guys you think they, they're going to stay around. I would think Mike Thomas is 100% gone. I can't imagine a scenario where, where he's back. Hey, if you were a good guy, he wouldn't be back because he can't stay healthy. Um, and you're, not, you're useless to a football team if you can't stay healthy. But he's not, he has not proven to be a good guy in, in, in multiple ways. So he, he, he's got to be a goner. I don't understand why Jameis – I mean, I understand contract reasons and stuff like that. I didn't think Jameis Winston should have been back on this team this year. Um, as you pointed out, Recently, he had like three chances to do something in games this year, and if he'd have done anything in those games, the Saints would be in the playoffs now. So he's got to be gone. Um, I would keep Kamara myself. Um, he did not have a great year this year, but he was still their best. He was still clearly their best running back when he when he played. I think it was more offensive line issues. He didn't have the same. He, no doubt, he didn't have the same explosion that he used to have, but he was still an effective running back um, when he got any kind of blocking at all. And it's not that easy to find guys guys like him so i i would keep I, I would keep him marshawn Lattimore. a lot of people say he should go i'm i'm a little that's a hard one it, it's just hard the saints have pretty good defensive backs um in fact cj stroud had one of the worst games of the season against the saints when they played but you can't have enough anymore you've got to have you've got to they're going to get injured and that's the most important pretty much almost the most important position on the field other than maybe a, an edge rusher. And I, I, they, you better have a plan if you're going to get rid of, get rid of him because he's still, he's still above average cornerback and you need at least, you need at least three of them on your team to have a shot. Yeah, that uh, we'll see how that goes. Hey, we got to roll to a break. Hey, it's always a pleasure, Gary. Thanks for joining me and have a great week. Thanks for having me on. I just say this about what we just talked about to me, the guys like Lattimore and, and Kamara, it depends on what kind of value. If you can get a second-round pick uh, for either one of those guys, I think there's more likely to be moved. If if nobody wants to give up more than like a fourth, fifth-round, mid-rounder, uh, I would think if the numbers work out, uh, especially for Lattimore, I think Kamara would definitely be staying. But Kamara does have value because he can be a, you know, you can use him kind of like, um, uh, you know, and as as a subterfuge kind of thing, where where you look like you're going to him as bait or some, and you're going somewhere else, but um, he's he's not as explosive. There's no question about that. He he got tackled a lot by the first defender this year, which which did not really happen in his last few years. Uh, you know, because he was so good at breaking the first tackle. And this year, there seemed to be that issue. And that's why I think there's been a little bit of a decline. Whether you want to call it, he's not as tough or just age, just the, the nature of the position, because there's not a lot of longevity when you're a running back, or maybe just not fat, as fast as it used to be or as explosive. Whatever it is, it was noticeable. But like I said, if you can't get value for him, I think you got to keep him. Lattimore, I think the same thing. But they've got to get a be- have a better running game, because like Gary said, the schedule's going to be more difficult, no question about that. And, uh, 
And you can't win football games when you average, to me, under 100 yards a game rushing. You put too much pressure on the quarterback, which happened a lot with Derek Carr. And I'm not sold on, on all the problems being solved with Derek Carr in the passing game anyway, based upon those last two games. All right, we're halfway through the show. We'll be back with more of the show live here in the Red Zone 12 season, talking Saints football. We'll be back right after these messages. Are you suffering from neck and back pain from a recent car accident? Have you gone to the emergency room to have them tell you there's nothing wrong? Hi, I'm Dr. Steven Tremuda with Doctors Rehab Services, and chiropractic care is one of the best remedies for whiplash and soft tissue injuries. With locations in Kenner, Mid-City, and the West Bank, it's easy to start your road to recovery. At Doctors Rehab Service, we'll even do all the work with your insurance company and attorney to get you the care you really need. For a free consultation or to get more information, call Doctors Rehab Services at 504-465-5553. Call me, Dr. T. At Fidelity Bank, some of our clients say here for good in Spanish. Estamos aquí para quedarnos. Some say it in French. Ici pour de bon. Vietnamese. Aray, my, my. And even Italian. Qui per sempre. Because here for good means we're local and committed to our uniquely diverse South Louisiana community. Come see what a difference a local bank can make. Since 1908, here for good. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Bring your business back to life with signs. Show-stopping signage can give your business the visibility it needs. Sir Speedy is a trusted resource for sign design, production, and installation. From trade show displays, banners and posters, to directional signs, window decals, wall graphics, and more, Sir Speedy's sign capabilities can help your business get noticed. Call us today at 504-586-9812. Sir Speedy, we do. Mitch Gibbs here, host of In the Red Zone, talking about my good friend Bob and Parish Coffee, which started in 2018 and provides quality coffee at an affordable price. Try their medium roast, dark roast, chicory coffee, decaf coffee, and southern pecan. They are all handcrafted with a great taste to wake you up to a beautiful morning and are available at local roasters, including Robert's, Rouse's, Bromart, Langenstein's, Conseco's, and Doranac. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. The House Governmental Affairs Committee approves a closed-party primary bill supported by Governor Jeff Landry. Karen Co. Representative Julie Emerson's proposal would shift federal, statewide, and certain judicial elections from a jungle primary system to a closed-party primary. New Orleans Democrat Candace Newell says this is a big change, and legislators should not rush this. I do not believe we should waste time or spend time on a matter that deserves much more time than we are able to dedicate to it. Opponents also raise concerns that independents will be disenfranchised because they can't vote in the primaries. But Emerson says that's not accurate. It's not like we're telling voters they can't vote in a general election. They certainly can. Not, this, is, this is a party primary system where you're getting a nominee for each party according to the members of their party. The proposal passed on an 11-4 to 4 vote and heads to the House floor. LRN. Tiger fans, are you looking for the latest news on all things LSU? Then Tiger Rag Magazine is your go-to source. Whether you pick up the magazine or browse over to the website, Tiger Rag Magazine provides you with the most up-to-date information on all the sports, university, and recruiting news that matters to you. Find it at your local newsstand or online at TigerRag.com. Here we go. 
Let's face it, we all know that the recruiting scene at LSU can get a little wild. Don't fret. Now more than ever, Tiger Rag Magazine is staying ahead of the game when it comes to name image likeness regulations. Thanks to our Tiger Rag Magazine experts and analysts, we can help you understand what it means to LSU and how you can stand formed on this rapidly changing landscape. Plus, our website makes it easy for fans to get their hands on all the information they need about LSU athletics. Get your subscriptions today. So, if you're looking for in-depth coverage of everything LSU, look no further than Tiger Rag Magazine. Available on newsstands or online, tigerrag.com. You pay that other pest control company there, quote, home of the $650 termite treatment protection plan called DA. I'm Jed Derensburg with DA Exterminating, and I bet we can beat that price. We offer different treatment methods featuring the Centricon bait system, and we have one of the best termite protection plans in the country. Before you pay $650 to another company, call DA. New Orleans Metro Area, North Shore, and Homer. DA Exterminating, complete pest and termite control services since 1959. Call 800-650-PEST. Mitch Gibbs here, host of In the Red Zone in our 12th season for LA Medical Management Corporation located at 2930 Canal Boulevard, New Orleans, Louisiana. And they are open Monday through Thursdays, 8.30 to 5.30 p.m. and Fridays, 8 to 5 p.m. At LMMC, they handle primary care, physical therapy, and diagnostic testing. With medical doctors on staff, they are the personal injury specialists and the leaders in accident-related health care. Call them today at 504-821-2574. The following is a paid endorsement. He's a man of integrity. Choosing your attorney can be a life-changing decision. Chip Forstall has over 28 years of experience, giving you the personal attention that you need. If you or a loved one has been injured, you need a lawyer to protect you, your family, and work to get compensation for your injuries. Contact the law office of Chip Forstall today, located at 320 North Carrollton Avenue, New Orleans, or call us at 483-3400. That's 483-3400. Or log on to www.chipforstall.com today. You need caring, aggressive, and effective representation. You need personal attention. You need Chip Forstall. All right, we're back here. Uh, next segment, a uh, good buddy of mine uh, from WGNO-TV, Hank Allen with me right now. So, Hank, thanks for joining me uh, this evening. Hey, Mitch, how you doing? Hey, good, man. And we got some time, so maybe we could do a couple of segments if you want to hang out for uh, – it was split into pro and college football. So, uh, you know, the, the story today, of course, was uh, Pete Carmichael, who had been with the Saints 18 years, the last Sean Payton assistant coach is now gone – um, a lot of people think that should have been done uh, sooner, maybe even last year or a couple of years, or maybe Dennis Allen should have brought in a new offensive coordinator with a new head coach. So I want to get your thoughts on that decision today. Yeah, I, I go back and forth on it. Uh, I mean, you know, you can retool the whole staff when you get a new head coach. I think there is something to keep a little continuity on there as well. As you mentioned, the holdover scenario there, but you know, it's interesting to me that this happened when the last five games of the season, obviously, the offense turned around quite a bit. And uh, I, I think probably red zone production may have been one of the main reasons for that. Uh, you know, sort of middle of the road, I think, what, 18th in the league or something in red zone touchdowns. But, you know, it's just interesting when you do see a team sort of come together at the end of a season 
and the last four or five games was the best football that the Saints really played all season. Um, you know, always a lot of yards. It's just a lot of times it didn't end up in points because of that red zone scenario I mentioned. So it's interesting to me that you make that maneuver when, you know, you could make an argument for, okay, you know, new quarterback coming into this system, things finally sort of coming around. Let's see where it takes us next year. Obviously, they didn't want to do that. I think the bigger picture is maybe that is a, I don't want to say a scapegoat scenario, but look, you and I have both watched, followed plenty of football in our life to where, you know, maybe a coach is on the hot seat, and so you start trying to pick off a couple of staff members here and there, trying to shake things up, you know, to maybe improve your own scenario with the team. And not to say that's what happened here, but that that's what that sort of looked like to me, because I'm, I'm just not sure Carmichael was the biggest issue on the team this year. Um, and so that may be something, you know, him and a couple of these other guys that they're looking at to say, well, you know, let's buy a little more time, see if we can turn this thing around. I'm not convinced that it will, but, you know, we'll see what happens. You brought up a lot of topics here that I want to throw out. Uh, number one, I just talked about the last couple of weeks. To me, does not make me feel, and hopefully the Saints don't feel this way, that suddenly they figured everything out. Because you think about Atlanta had no, really no, the quarterback's play was terrible for Atlanta most of the season. Tampa knew they didn't have to win that game. All they do is beat Carolina to win the division. So I bring that out to you. Um, also, um, it was one of the easiest schedules, no question about that. So you could, And then you think about some of the games where the defense was terrible in the first half and the Saints had to play from way behind um, in the second half. Uh, and, and you can blame the offense for not putting up enough points. And then I'll add one more thing. They had three games that they could have won. All they do is win one of them, and they would have won the division. They might be playing <laughs> yeah. Detroit next week. And they had the wrong guy is a backup quarterback. I never thought they should have kept Jameis Winston. Three opportunities. He was not very good in any of the three games. And it's hard to blame Pete Carmichael for that because that wasn't his decision, I don't think. That was a management decision, which was not a good decision. So you, there, there's a lot of blame is what you and I are saying beyond just Pete Carmichael. And so I'm worried uh, with that and the fact that I'm not sold on those last two or three weeks, that everything's been figured out because they still don't have any running game, right, Hank? They they were one of the worst teams in the league running the ball, and they have to figure that out, whether they're going to try to trade Kamara, can they get value for him, are they going to keep him if they can't get enough value, is Kendra Miller after one game maybe the guy? So they've got a lot of issues, and I think the running game might be might have been the biggest issue this year. Yeah, I agree with that, and uh, I would even point to the offensive line. I mean, you and I, at the beginning of this season, I think even last season, we were saying, look, this is not a great offensive line. What do you do with that? You just can't retool things in the middle of the season. I know we talked about it several times this year on your show. And so I'm in agreement in the sense that, yeah, Carmichael was not at all the biggest issue with this team. And, look, I mean, I can go back to the hiring of Dennis Allen on your show uh, when it happened and said, you know, he, this didn't work out before. Maybe it works out now, but there's no guarantee. Some guys are just meant to be coordinators. And I am still of that mindset that he is a solid defensive coordinator. I would not choose him as a head coach. I know that's easy to say. People always want to blame the head coach and all that. But uh, you mentioned some of those close losses and just some of the things that we've seen this season. And, you know, nothing has really led me to believe that, you know, you've got the structure in place from the top down to turn that around. And so just because you get rid of the offensive coordinator and try to bring a new guy in, I mean, you still have to have 
the leader in the clubhouse. You still have to have the staff in place and the, the pieces in place to do it. And, you know, you mentioned the Lions. Uh, I mean, look at the video of Dan Campbell that's sort of circulating on social media from the beginning of the season and, and how much fire he had, passion for the team and all that. And I'm not saying that's the only way to coach. Obviously, guys coach differently and are successful in different ways. But I am saying if you look at the two, him versus Dennis Allen, one guy is going to be a guy you want to play for more, I think. And you've seen pieces of it at times this year with not just the play call at the end of the Falcons game. I mean, that's, you know, Jameis, okay, we know what he can do. But, you know, a couple of weeks before that, Kamara in the locker room talking about, you know, we can't just say it needs to get better. What are the answers? I think there were hints through the season even that, not that the locker room was lost, but there were some guys just sort of questioning the leadership of the team. And I don't think just getting rid of the offensive coordinator will do that. I would still make a head coaching change if it was me, and I would have done it at the end of the last year too. And I would still do it. Yeah, Because I haven't seen anything in several years of sample size to indicate that this guy is going to get you a long playoff run. I think that's a legitimate argument. I'm on record as saying I didn't think he should have been – he was the right guy. I think he was it would have been great to stay as defensive coordinator. I like Doug Peterson. They interviewed him. And even though Jacksonville kind of struggled last year, they had a great year last year. Uh, this year they kind of struggled. I still think he was the, the better guy. And like you said, Dennis Allen is not a real touchy-feely guy, and some players like that. Some players don't. But, right, when you have guys – uh, kind of questioning that kind of stuff, uh, as you see is going on in Philadelphia right now, and yep. what a train wreck they were. Uh, there's concerns, and there was also issues with with decision making, timeout use, and and clock management, things like that. And uh, so I, I agree with you on that. And um, but I do say beyond Dennis Allen. There have been not great management decisions as well. So I think this is, like you said, uh, they've got to make better decisions in the offseason uh, with the running game, with the offensive line, for example. they got to get rid of guys like Jameis Winston, I think, and Mike Thomas. Do you expect that to happen, those those guys? You know, I said at the end of last year that Thomas would never play another snap, and I was surprised when he came back. I, I don't know if... You know, at some point you have to, and I understand wanting to win now, but you're not winning now. So, you know, at some point you have to, I think, start to sort of make some wholesale changes here. You know, backup quarterbacks are a dime a dozen. Uh, I I don't know if you need to keep Jameis. Uh, I certainly don't think you need to keep Thomas. I mean, you know, you can get a draft pick here and there, maybe some free agency. So, you know, the Saints are always in that position, and you know it where they're, they're owing some guys money. They've made bad contract moves over the past few years trying to win at the end of the Breeze tenure, and now with a better defense trying to do the same. I think at some point you have to, as you said, make some decisions from the top to say, look, guys, what we're doing is not working. Who do we really want to build this team around over the next four to seven years? Because you can do it. I mean, we've seen how quickly you can turn things around. Houston's a great example. Uh, the Eagles, you know, coming back with Hurts, obviously kind of faded out at the end here. But, you know, there are teams that have elected to, you know, get some younger talent in there and the right coach, and it's worked out for them. And I just don't think the Saints are in that position, personnel-coach combination right now. Yeah, that's a that's a good thought. Uh, we got to take a break in a minute, but I think Hank's going to stick around. I want to talk to you a little about college football. And uh, I'll say this. Um, 
regardless of what people think about Derek Carr, the Saints need to seriously think because I think absolutely Jameis Winston should not be on the team next year. They've got to have a backup quarterback, and I would rather them, as opposed to looking for somebody in free agency, an old veteran guy, draft a quarterback, make a good decision. Even if it's in a relatively early round, like maybe the third, fourth, fifth round, something like that, they need to find a quarterback, Hank, because mm-hmm. uh, you cannot go back there. With, are you, what are you going to go back to Andy Dalton? If you get rid of Jameis Winston, one of these other guys, these these uh, these journeyman type guys, uh, I don't want to. I want a young guy because they need to. They need to move on eventually from De- uh, Derek Carr anyway. It's not going to last that much longer, even if it works out next year. The guy's getting a little bit older, and they've got to have that backup quarterback. So. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But anyway, we're going to take uh, uh, one more break. We're live. And I'll add this. I'll let Hank think about this during the break, about head coaches like Bill Belichick, for example, 83-104, and 104, 0-2 in the playoffs without Tom Brady. He lost both times in the first round. He was a, he got the Browns to the playoffs once. They lost in the first round. Got destroyed last year in the first round of the playoffs. And I don't think – I think it's good for us if he really gets the Atlanta job. I think you're crazy to hire Bill Belichick. That's my opinion. I've heard Dan Quinn's name as well. If you did, you watch that Detroit. I mean, excuse me, the Green Bay Dallas game. That defense was embarrassing. So I don't think Dan Quinn's the right guy either to get a. They're talking about these. Both these guys might get head coaching jobs. I think these NFL owners are crazy. But I'm gonna ask Hank as we uh, run to break, get his thoughts on that, and then his thoughts on where Harbaugh goes after winning the national championship. I know he interviewed with the Chargers yesterday. We'll be back with the final segment of the show live right after these messages. With DA Exterminating Company. Here's our jingle. Hope it bugs you. DA Exterminating. The real DA is on the way. Take your homes, got fleas, or homes, got bugs. Crawling in your walls or on your rocks. Say no to bugs, tell your DA, pick up the phone. We're on the way. DA Exterminating. We offer complete pest and termite control featuring the Centricon system. DA Exterminating Company. 800-650-PEST. DA. Mitch Gibbs here, host of In the Red Zone in our 12th season for LA Medical Management Corporation located at 2930 Canal Boulevard, New Orleans, Louisiana. And they are open Monday through Thursdays, 8.30 to 5.30 p.m. and Fridays, 8 to 5 p.m. At LMMC, they handle primary care, physical therapy, and diagnostic testing. With medical doctors on staff, they are the personal injury specialists and the leaders in accident-related health care. Call them today at 504-821-2574. The following is a paid endorsement. He's a man of integrity. Choosing your attorney can be a life-changing decision. Chip Forstall has over 28 years of experience, giving you the personal attention that you need. If you or a loved one has been injured, you need a lawyer to protect you, your family, and work to get compensation for your injuries. Contact the law office of Chip Forstall today, located at 320 North Carrollton Avenue, New Orleans, or call us at 483-3400. That's 483-3400. Or log on to www.chipforstall.com today. You need caring, aggressive, and effective representation. You need personal attention. You need Chip Forstall. Chip Forstall. Chip Forstall. He knows the law. Chip Forstall. 
I'm Dan Mills, CEO of the Home Builders Association of Greater New Orleans. As the voice of the residential housing industry in Southeast Louisiana for over 80 years, we're your home team when it comes to providing trusted advice and professional service. As with any organization, teamwork is the key. Our members benefit from education, advocacy, and networking, all designed to help you achieve your American dream of owning a home. For more information, to find a builder, or to become a member, visit us at hbagno.org. Are you suffering from neck and back pain from a recent car accident? Have you gone to the emergency room to have them tell you there's nothing wrong? Hi, I'm Dr. Steven Tremuda with Doctors Rehab Services, and chiropractic care is one of the best remedies for whiplash and soft tissue injuries. With locations in Kenner, Mid-City, and the West Bank, it's easy to start your road to recovery. At Doctors Rehab Service, we'll even do all the work with your insurance company and attorney to get you the care you really need. For a free consultation or to get more information, call Doctors Rehab Services at 504-465-5553. Call me, Dr. T. All right, we're back for the final segment with Hank Allen from WGNO-TV. So, Hank, I uh, just threw it out to you a little bit during the break. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm I'm a, maybe a little biased guy. I never was a big Patriots fan, but Belichick's record's been pretty bad without Tom Brady, whether it was at Cleveland or post-Brady in New England. And then uh, and then that Dan Quinn, I mean, he's standing up yelling, uh, you know, telling the defense where to be. That Cowboys defense was so bad. Uh, Sunday, and they're talking about those two guys getting head coaching jobs. I want to get your thoughts on that. Man, the NFL is so tough because, you know, it's all one big circle. You know, these guys get uh, coordinator jobs, head coaching jobs. If they don't work out, they go back to coordinating jobs. Sometimes they pop back into the head coaching role, uh, like a Dennis Allen. And, you know, it's hard to, it's just such a weird state right now. And the NFL, to me, is the the hardest it's ever been to win in and also strangely probably should be the easiest. There's so much mediocrity right now in the league. I mean, you look around, you've had all the great quarterbacks. Most of them retire. I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers has been out, but we're, you know, Brady's done, Manning's done, Breeze has done all those guys. So now we're on this new crop of quarterbacks. Um, and, you know, there's just so much mediocrity. And I think after 10 years of just offensive-minded football, the rule changes in the NFL, the rule changes in college, the spread offenses, I think those offenses in college has taken its toll on the development of players for the NFL. Um, And it worked for a while, but now the defenses have caught up. You don't have a lot of the quarterbacks or players in general that are making the adjustments that that just sort of are as quick-thinking and can read the game like they did you know, before we got this change, and I didn't read the game, just just different style. When we're talking about offensive lines, just the different fundamentals I don't think are there in the league. So you have to have a guy come in and coach that, but it's just so hard to find that combination of coach and player right now. So I'm with you. I would not hire Belichick. Probably wouldn't hire Quinn. Um, it, but it's so hard to get somebody from college to also succeed in the NFL I mean, it's just really, it's really in a tough spot right now because I think the defenses have caught back up in the league to these offenses over the past 10 years, which is why we had so many games. What was it this year? 75% of the games hit the under or something like that. I mean, how many, how many times in the past in the NFL we've seen these 13 to 9 games? Yeah. I mean, it's just ugly. And, uh, the offenses are falling behind and the defenses have caught up, you know? I'll give you another name. Everybody loves this guy. And I'm not even going to give you the name, but I'm going to tell you, he has lost five straight 
playoff games. Five straight. So he won a playoff game in at least five years. And I think they made, missed the playoffs last year. So it's been six or seven years. There was a guy named uh, Marvin Lewis who coached the Bengals four years yep. in a row. I believe he lost in the first round. He got fired. And this guy, Mike Tomlin, they love this guy. Here's a guy that puts you in the worst spot every year because he finishes – yeah, like ten and nine. I mean, what ten and seven, nine, eight. He may or may not make the playoffs. Loses if he doesn't make the playoffs, or he makes it losing the first round, and then you're stuck in the middle of the draft. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like I love these national guys. They love, and you 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 bring up a good point, like the incest in the NFL, and it's perpetuated by all these ESPN talking head kind of guys, right? Oh, this guy's two is great. Oh, look, he had a great year. He was so bad at the end of the season. He was embarrassing. I thought, oh yeah, you got to give him an extension guys like that they they yeah. perpetuate this stuff hank and they love mike oh mike tomlin's never had a losing season who cares if you're if you're in the middle and you get a worse draft choice are you losing the first round of playoffs what difference does that make there's so many mediocre teams out there right now um it's just i'm not say saying i don't like watching nfl but some of it has been hard to watch I mean, just look around the league this year at some of these games we've had. And so it is really hard right now for me to pick out even who I would target as a head coach in certain scenarios. I think you really, I mean, you bring up a great point. I mean, some of these guys have been around for so long, you know, they've kind of come through different phases of the game. I really think some of these teams are better off trying to find some new coaches and not, you know, you had the wave a few years ago after, you know, a couple of them blew up offensively. Where now they all started to try and hire the young offensive guy. You looked at uh, you know McVay and, and Arizona and you know yeah. a couple of the other teams yeah, that tried right. to hire Kingsbury and all those. Guys. Right. Yeah, and, you know, and so it's like we're past that point. So I don't <laughs> know if we need a, a new a bunch of those new guys, but you know, just a new crop of guys are just really solid, fundamentally sound in the game. You know, it's hard to find. Well, you know, you bring up a good point, but the NBA is worse, I think. I think the NFL, I agree, is mediocrity. I think the uh, NBA is below media. You try to watch some of these games, even the, <laughs> the best. I mean, Denver's Boston, Milwaukee, you know, a few other teams, maybe five other teams. The rest of these teams, man, it's hard to watch these games, in my opinion. It's and, yeah. it's and it's so loud at the arena and all that stuff. But, uh, no, you bring up a good point, and then we're, we're, we'll see where we go from there. I want to ask you, too, about Harbaugh, because Harbaugh is crazy enough to go from – I know he's not happy with the way the the Big Ten handled the situation and the NCAA and all that with supposedly, you know, like trying to steal plays. But he's going back to the NFL, but at least he's going to be smart enough to pick probably a team that's got the best quarterback available. So probably the Chargers, if you know, with Justin Herbert. But what are your thoughts on him winning a national championship at Michigan? And he looks like he's definitely going to the NFL now. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Obviously, he's a guy that has shown in the past he can win at the NFL, you know. So he's a guy that has won at both levels, sort of a Pete Carroll, maybe just not quite the success, obviously not the success in college. But, you know, he's he was on, he was getting run out of Michigan for a long time because they kept losing to Ohio State, and now he's beat Ohio State for a few years in a row and won a national title. And I still don't think he's ever gotten the love from that fan base. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he goes back to the NFL. You mentioned Herbert. I'm not sold on that guy as a winner. I haven't been since Oregon, but if you look at teams with guys that need coaches, I think you're right. That's probably the, the best option, uh, to pick a, to pick a team with a serviceable quarterback 
And look, he can he can win with these guys. I mean, you know, everybody touts J.J. McCarthy. I don't know if he's the best college quarterback I've ever seen. No. But I think Harbaugh gets it done. I think he can go to a team like the Chargers. I think he can win. And, uh, you know, he's probably going to be better than a lot of the options that are in the NFL right now. Yeah, I think uh, – I just think McCarthy – I think uh, uh, Jerry Jones is going to keep McCarthy one more year. I think he's got one more. I just don't think he's going to make that change. I could be wrong. Uh, the last minute or two, what are your thoughts on Saban retiring? A lot of people talking about the fact that Saban was very frustrated with NIL, with the transfer portal. You didn't have to sit out a year. They don't have the money like schools like Texas and other schools have. What are your thoughts on that? Well, look, uh, I mean – I know some people probably said they hate Nick Saban. I don't know how you do. I mean, he's the definition of excellence. He's the GOAT. He's the all-time greatest. And I think the game is worse without him in it. And you and I have uh, talked ad nauseum through the past couple years with the NIL and the transfer portal, and neither you or I like the state of college football or where it has gone. And I 100% wholeheartedly believe that if you didn't have either one of those, that Nick Saban would still be coaching. But he's done it all. He's won it all. And, you know, when he's up there in age like he is, and even though, you know, he gets the talent in Alabama and they respect him, they listen to him and all that, why would you at this point in your career want to deal with guys that can just pick up and leave on a whim? And I'm not saying it's right or wrong in, in that sense for the player. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're him, why would you want to deal with that and put up with that and the whole money thing and, and just all that because that's that's not the way he's ever operated and it's not the way he wants to operate. And so, you know what? Sometimes life, your job, the career, whatever, sometimes it just passes you by yeah. and, and moves on. And I think that's the state we were at with Nick Saban. He could stay and keep winning a lot of games, obviously, but he just I think it's just too stressful for him. And who can blame him at this point? I mean, he's, going to, he's retiring as the greatest ever. And he gets to play a lot of golf, too. So there you go. There you go. Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> thank you. Hang out at the lake house. Yeah. Maybe go ahead and with Richie Tomlin over at uh, Timberland. But anyway, you. Great guy. But, hey, uh, Hank, thanks for doing double duty. really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you real soon. Have a great week. Thanks for joining me tonight. All right, man. Always a pleasure. Good talking with you. Thank you, man. Hey, good stuff. I want to thank Kobe here back at the studio and uh, our great guests, Glenn Gilbo, uh, Gary Smith, and Hank Allen. And uh, like I said, I like all the underdogs. Like, I, I still think Kansas City and um, San Francisco is my Super Bowl. I'm still going with the Chiefs. I'm a Chiefs fan. I know they, they've dropped a lot of balls. Hopefully they figure it out. Buffalo's very beatable. But I say take all four underdogs and the points, see how that goes. I think you win three out of four, probably. Anyway, everybody have a great week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, next Friday, right before the conference championship games. Before you pay that other pest control company there, quote, home of the $650 termite treatment protection plan called DA. I'm Jed Derensburg with DA Exterminating, and I bet we can beat that price. We offer different treatment methods featuring the Centricon bait system, and we have one of the best termite protection plans in the country. Before you pay $650 to another company, call DA. New Orleans metro area, North Shore, and Homa. DA Exterminating, complete pest and termite control services since 1959. Call 800-650-PEST. 
Mitch Gibbs here, host of In the Red Zone in our 12th season for LA Medical Management Corporation, located at 2930 Canal Boulevard, New Orleans, Louisiana. And they are open Monday through Thursdays, 8.30 to 5.30 p.m. and Fridays, 8 to 5 p.m. At LMMC, they handle primary care, physical therapy, and diagnostic testing. With medical doctors on staff, they are the personal injury specialists and the leaders in accident-related health care. Call them today at 504-821-2574. I'm Dan Mills, CEO of the Home Builders Association of Greater New Orleans. As the voice of the residential housing industry in Southeast Louisiana for over 80 years, we're your home team when it comes to providing trusted advice and professional service. As with any organization, teamwork is the key. Our members benefit from education, advocacy, and networking, all designed to help you achieve your American dream of owning a home. For more information, to find a builder or to become a member, visit us at hbagno.org. Are you suffering from neck and back pain from a recent car accident? Have you gone to the emergency room to have them tell you there's nothing wrong? Hi, I'm Dr. Steven Tremuda with Doctors Rehab Services, and chiropractic care is one of the best remedies for whiplash and soft tissue injuries. With locations in Kenner, Mid-City, and the West Bank, it's easy to start your road to recovery. At Doctors Rehab Service, we'll even do all the work with your insurance company and attorney to get you the care you really need. For a free consultation or to get more information, call Doctors Rehab Services at 504-465-5553. Call me, Dr. T. William Wallace. Listen to my show on Tuesday night at 5 o'clock. William Wallace for America here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans, Louisiana. 